Hello and welcome to Two Men in the Shed. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready for you to click live. I'm Justin. I'm Dan. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, We weren't quite ready, but we started anyway. Should we start again? (laughs) Don't be daft. You know how much I don't like uh, having to repeat things. Yeah, I know. Okay. This week. What we got, fat boy? I'll tell you what we got. I don't know. We've got... I never know. (laughs) Um... A little bit on UK government scheme called Prevent, uh, who have flagged works of William Shakespeare and Lord of the Rings, among many others, as being key indicators that you're a white supremacist. Cool. We have uh, number two, uh, violent protests in France, um, because they're looking to up the retirement age. Right. Number three, a little story from the Sacramento Bee. Uh, where they they put out some false news stories in their paper and I'm being forced to apologise. Lovely. But before we get into that, I've got a couple of little uh, openers for you. Go on then. So, um, if you were to email press at twitter.com, mm-hmm. Elon Musk has now put in an auto-reply, which is a poop emoji. <laughs> so, if you're going to... Uh, Email Twitter. If you're press and you're looking for for some support from Twitter, you will get a poop emoji. I thought that was quite funny. So that means no no support then. Yeah, they they, they don't man the they're not they're not responding to the uh, the press emails that, anymore. That's because he's not got the staff to do it. Uh, not got the staff and fireable. just doesn't want to. Yeah. Well, don't blame him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah, get a poop emoji. I'm tempted to try it. So I might maybe send them a send them an email and, and, I can send you and one see what free. we get. You don't have to send an email to Twitter. Oh, I want to know if it's true. <laughs> Apparently, it was Elon himself posted it, so oh, okay. that, that's what he said. This is what you'll get if you if you email this address. You'll get a poop emoji. Yeah. Um, I've got another nice little one for you. Just uh, I know you like science. You're yeah. a big science guy. I, yes, which you summarily dismiss on this show. <laughs> Well, I've, I've got a science topic just for you because I know you like it and I know I'm quite dismissive of you talking about science. So I thought yeah. I'd put this in because it seems right up your street because it's science. Yeah, and in 10 seconds time, we'll be on the next subject. <laughs> well, maybe not 10 seconds. <laughs> if you keep talking, quiet, let me, go. Let me, let me do go, it. Go, go, go. Uh, so a group of scientists yes. have swallowed the heads from Lego men <laughs> in an experiment named Everything is Awesome, Don't Forget the Lego. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now, it took 1.7 days, on average, yeah. for the head to pass through their body. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it was a, a serious experiment. Of course. To, uh, to see if you need to worry, see if parents need to worry about their kids their kids eating Lego. Lego. Uh, and the, the answer is, no. not if it's a head, because it passes through your body with no problems in yeah. about 1.7 days. And they say... To all the parents, you do not need to fish through their feces in order to try and see if it's passed because it passes uh, quite easily. So there you go. There's some science for you. Did they did they do this trial with just men or men, women and children? I, I don't know. Yeah. Just a group of scientists is all I... I wasn't that interested, to be honest. I, I only put it in for you because it's science. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Something we don't often do on this show, apparently. Science! <laughs> Uh, okay, let's go on to the headline topics. Does it make you want to do that experiment yourself? Uh, no, it does not. 
because I would never know if it had passed or not. No. Well, yeah, this is, I mean, yeah. Uh, there you go. I probably did it as a child as an experiment. Don't worry, we haven't got many topics today, so I'm sure we can get into a science topic. So you can think one up while we're uh, while we're waiting. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> headline of topic: go. There's a UK government scheme called Prevent. They're part of the uh, Research Information Communications Unit mm. in the UK government, and they have flagged the works of Shakespeare, Lord of the Rings, uh, a number of others as key texts for white supremacists. Do you like Lord of the Rings? Yes. Are you a white supremacist? Does it look like it? (laughs) Well, that's what they found. It's a key indicator. It's a key indicator, Dan. Yeah. Do you like Shakespeare? No, no one likes Shakespeare. Not really, no. Um, But not just that. It's it's because they forced you to do it at school, that's why. There's uh, Shakespeare. Well, we'll see how long that lasts now the government said it's part of the white supremacist oh, movement. This is true, yeah. Uh, but in addition to that, there's been other films and books, uh, namely uh, Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, the Canterbury Tales. Uh, I said the complete works of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Paradise Lost. The Four Feathers. Lady Hamilton. The Dam Busters. The Dam Busters. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Bridge on the River Kwai. The Great Escape, Zulu, Civilization, Great Escape, and Rainier's Bushcraft Survival. And uh, lastly was the David Starkey's Monarchy. So Bushcraft Survival is white supremacist. But they think all the white supremacists just learned bushcraft skills. Is, is, that, is that what we're saying? Probably. Yeah, I don't have any bushcraft <laughs> stuff here. Have you posted that, <laughs> have you posted that photo yet to Twitter? Of your garage. Oh, I was going to. Do, I was going to do a little video tour. Yeah. Of still, the of the setup. You haven't done it yet, have you? I haven't. I can't now because they'll see all my survival gear. <laughs> and I like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. My white supremacist, and I just didn't know it. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you, to be honest. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I don't really know many of the others. Dan Busters is Dan clearly Busters. not a white supremacist film. That's it's historic, right? It's a historic recreation. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. I don't, I don't get it. Um, Do you know what, I know what they've done. I know what this has come from. They've said there's white people in it, therefore it's white supremacists. No, they've used Chat GPT to work out. It <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. That's all the government entities do now, don't they? They just yeah. sit there and say, Chat GPT, yeah. give me a list of uh, books and films that a white Based supremacist white, might watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, later on. <laughs> Another report was published by a different part of the government mm-hmm. and basically said the uh, detailed the failings of the Prevent report, stating it applies a double standard uh, to Islamist and far-right threats. So what they're saying is what they're calling far-right threats, white supremacy, they're saying key indications are if someone watches Lord of the Rings which is one of the most successful films ever. Yeah. So I would say three quarters of the population must be white supremacists, including yourself. Apparently so, yeah. Um, I didn't actually watch all of the films because I thought it was trash. What? Hot take. <laughs> I watched the first film. I went to the cinema and watched the first film when it came out. Yeah. And I remember the film clear as day, right? It's like three hours long. Yeah. Over three hours long. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting for something to happen. They're just walking along. They pass through a village, pick up a couple more people, uh, and then walk along a bit more and walk up a hill. 
And at this point, I'm thinking, I really need the loo. I've been in here a long time. Sounds familiar. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was after three hours. Yeah. You, you managed like not even about 25 minutes, I think. Anyway, it's been something like, I really need the loo. So I stand up just to go to the loo, and then the credits come up. It ends. I was like, seriously, that's, that was Lord of the Rings 1 for me. They'd done a bit of walking. They stopped at a village. They walked up a hill. It took three hours to do that, and that was the end of the film. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like it's shot in real time then at that point, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, don't <laughs> like it. I watched some. I watched some of the the later ones. Um, yeah, ish, a bit of it. I watched the fight scenes because they were really cool with the trees and everything else. But normally, that's my genre. Um, maybe I didn't like it just because it's white supremacist film. Maybe I'm not a white supremacist after all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't like that. So fair enough. Yeah, uh, I do like Ray Mears' Bushcraft Survival, though. Have you watched any of the um, uh, the later stuff that's come on? Oh, what's it called? The Hobbits stuff? No, I, I, I never really had much interest in the Lord of the Rings, even though it's I say it's the it's the genre of books that I read the yeah. most. It's in the you know the, the fantasy fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't get into it. I tried reading the books as well, and they're just heavy reading. They're just not worth the read. <laughs> But back to the uh, the thing. Yeah. So what they're saying is that to be to be considered a far right supremacist, there's these key indicators, which would indicate about twenty percent of the population are white supremacists. Um, yet to be considered a uh, uh, what they call it an Islamist terrorist, mm-hmm. the threshold's super high. It's not like if you read the read a book, yeah, you know, or watch this film. They're not, there's no key indicators like that. Books or films for Islamic terrorists. Um, you basically have to have a be carrying a bomb to be considered a terrorist. So they're saying they're pointing out the uh, the double standards there. Um, mm-hmm. And lastly, they basically got told the Home Secretary said that um, they've been instructed prevent to now just focus on the Islamic terrorism threat and stop wasting time, essentially. Yeah. On telling you, telling people that if they read Lord of the Rings, there must be a white supremacist, <laughs> or if you like survival programs, etc. So there you go. Any thoughts? More taxpayers' uh, money down the toilet. Clearly, yeah. Uh, I bet that cost millions. That study. I bet you they spent millions on it. Yeah. Forming the group. But then, I mean, this is a common thread, isn't it, with the government? Is Forming groups to do research or forming this to do whatever. And then it comes out that it's useless and then wasting waste even more money. It's just a constant thing, just wasting tax money. Yep, throwing it away. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it, really. Because <laughs> by the time... Here's, here's the thing. By the time it comes to light, money's already spent. Mm-hmm. Effort's already expended. What's the point in complaining about it at that point? <laughs> well, then they had this second group. Yeah. I had to read the first group's finding and then write a paper on how the first group was completely Useless. wrong and biased and whatever. So what did we achieve? Nothing. <laughs> so two groups involved. How long did it take them to do this? Well, it feels like it took them an afternoon <laughs> down the pub. <laughs> but that was probably a year's worth of work for this group. Yeah, yeah. They probably just sat and watched films and read books and then said, yeah, I think this one could be considered white supremacist. Um, I, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I mean, that's really the core of it, is they were looking for key indicators of white supremacy, and that's what they came up with. 
if you like these books or watch these programs, they're key indicators of white supremacy. Does it say if they have to, if they watch and read them all together at the same time, or not at the same time, but, you know, all at once, or? No, I did actually start reading of... the paper. It was a bit long or a yeah. bit heavy. I thought oh, I can't bother to read it all, so I, uh, <laughs> I got the highlights. Okay, but there's not much more to it than that. Yeah, it fair just... enough. Um, yeah, there you go. Wasting taxpayers' money as usual. Thank you, UK Gov. <laughs> Okay, here's, here's the uh, the French for you. Uh, so there's been violent protests in France. And I'm talking they're throwing Molotov cocktails at police and stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, it's on the news. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know why? Because the French president, Emmanuel Macron, has uh, Macron? Macron? I think it's pronounced Macron, isn't it? It's probably Macron. Macron. <laughs> who, who cares anyway um, he, he's increasing their retirement age from 62 to 64 without a vote well so okay. they're they're rioting to the point where they're throwing Molotov cocktails now just to give you some context currently in the UK the retirement age is 66 which has been raised from 62 I, I don't know but there is there is a plans in place to extend it further by the time I retire, you can go onto the Gov website and ask it when you retire. You put your date of birth and stuff, and it will tell you retirement age according to the plan. So I will be retiring at 68. Jesus. 68. And these French are throwing around freaking explosive, well, explosives is a hard term, Molotov cocktails, essentially, ex well, I don't know, what, it's just a bottle of alcohol and a bloody <laughs> rag. But um, yeah, because they raised it from 62 to 64. Is our, our rise in retirement age is that um, is that done with a vote or is it would they do they just increase that? No, there's no vote. Yeah, uh, the, government, the government department is sizing it basically because they haven't got enough money to pay the to pay the, all of yeah. the, uh, the pensions out. Um, now, because we've got a reverse pyramid for population, once we get past this next. I don't know, the people who are hitting 65 now, mm. once they all die off, the government will be all right. Yeah. Because, well, no, that's not true either, because there'll be less people working as well, because yes. the population's decreasing. So, yeah, they're always going to be in trouble until they can equalise the population. Uh, you essentially want the same number of the next generation coming through all the time, so you, your population remains constant, and the, the split between young, middle-aged, old, and stuff is the, remains the same. Because then you can put a stable system in place, and you don't have to do too much. But that's never going to happen because life and people are inherently unpredictable. Well, the population is going down, so this problem will get not necessarily worse, but uh, it, it's going to stay. This problem is going to stay until the the new populations equal the dying populations mm. uh, because they need that constant work traffic to tax. Uh, on top of that, one of the biggest issues is there was a lot of over 50s, mm. over 50s and under 65. During COVID, when everyone was working from home or we were in lockdown and they weren't working, a lot of them retired. Yeah. Uh, now, people in their late 50s tend to be the highest earners. Because uh, you, you, your salary goes up over the course yeah. of your career. Uh, so what happened is anyway. they've taken a big hit in tax they get from 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 workforce from the workforce because 
they've just retired. Yeah. They've got enough savings. They don't have to wait for this ridiculous state pension age. Just for anyone that's not from the UK, this is the state when the state pension pays out. We can retire with a private pension. It used to be 55. They've now put that up to 57. So you can't take your private pension until you're 57. So, um, so a lot of people retired now on their private pensions because it was 55. Uh, a lot of people aren't working, so they're getting less less income tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are living too long, so they've got no choice but to up the up the uh, pension age because they can't afford to pay anything out now. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to encourage all of these people that stopped working and retired during COVID to, to come, come back. back to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you watch next, they'll just lower the working age to 13 or something, just so they can get more people in the workforce. <laughs> it's, it's what, currently 16, isn't it? You can start work? Uh, you can, you can, you can, you, you, um, as, as a full-time employee, yes. You, 18, can work, you can work, you can work, no, 16. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can do, well, you can do apprenticeships, things like that. Uh, as long as you're learning a skill, you can work from 16. You can take part-time jobs from as low as 13. Mm. Yeah, like um, paper out or things. Yeah, paper rounds, stuff like that. Yeah. Which I don't actually know who does them anymore. Because most people get all their news and things. Well, old people, get, I guess, get newspapers. But most, no, I don't know anyone that actually has a use for newspapers. Has them delivered? Yeah, or have use for them. Anymore. Yeah, a lot of people haven't delivered. A lot of people still read newspapers. Um, but I don't think it's dying off. Mm. Uh, I think it's the, the generation above ours. So there's a lot of them obviously still around. And they're, I think, mostly the people that read the papers. Yeah. Which means that the traditional newspaper is going to die in the next thirty years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it will all be online. They're mostly online now, anyway. So, but that will save a lot of paper and a lot of trees. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of young kids won't have any pocket money because they can't do a paper round. Uh, screw them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never done a paper round. I worked in a shop when I was twelve, mm. uh, sweeping the floor. I got fired from that because I was rubbish at it. See, my brother had done it before me, and he'd done it for for a good year or so. Then I took over. Uh, they sacked me within I don't know um, a couple of months. <laughs> and then my sister took over doing it. It was like it was ridiculous. We got like a pound, yeah, a pound a day. I think we got for that. We literally yeah, took a went in for an hour and swept the floor and mopped the floor in the shop when it closed. Um, but after that, I got a uh, I got a job painting scaffolding fittings. At the weekends, mm. and I used to get, I was getting twenty five pound a day for that, and I, I would do like six hours, six seven hours. Yeah, um, I was rich. <laughs> I, it's fifty quid each weekend I worked. Yeah, that was a lot of money when I was like thirteen. Well, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, my mates were getting like two pound pocket money. <laughs> and I was getting fifty quid. Didn't take me long to spend it, of course. Uh, no, as with any kid. Um. So we're completely off topic. Yeah, of course. But the retirement age. So, yeah, worth throwing Molotov cocktails, or are they just looking for an excuse? I know there's a lot of people in the world that just like an excuse to riot. Um. Well, yes, a lot of people to get, they like an excuse to get offended as well. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, actually, actually, I felt very offended when I found out they put up the uh, retirement age. The no, no, I don't care about the state pension retirement age. I always knew that was going up because they've got no choice; they can't afford it. Mm. 
But when they say your private pension retirement age is going up, you can't take money out of a private pension until you're 57. Well, no. It's my, my pension. My plan was to retire at 50. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'd have to save some money up. I'd never be able to make 50, but 55. I was really wanting to retire at 55. Yeah. I was thinking from 50, I'd drop down to part-time. Oh, okay. do, do like three days a week and just carry on doing that. And I thought that with a bit of savings, that would tie you over for five years till, you, till I got to 55. Then my private pension would start paying out. Mm. Now they've moved it to 57. Yeah, a few more years. And I think, well, what business of the government's is it? It's, it's, I've been paying into that pension on the understanding I can retire at 55. <laughs> yeah, but they make it 57. But there's nothing to stop them doing it again and again and again before I retire. By the time I retire, they could have made it 70. This is true, yeah. Um, but I know why they're doing it. Because all those people that retired during COVID, they've lost a load of income from the workforce. So now they're stopping. That's effectively what they're doing. They're trying to stop people retiring. Yeah. Um, by not letting them have access to their money. So now I'm thinking, there's no point in putting money in a private, in, in a private pension. I may as well just save my money or invest it myself. Yeah. The only benefit to the private pension is that the my company pays in as well. Mm. But otherwise, I'm thinking about dropping what I'm putting into that pension now and then investing myself. But that's high risk, isn't it? I don't have to. I can invest in low risk. Like? Like in the stocks and shares, but you don't have to do it um, yourself. You can invest into, um, uh, into a, put it into a scheme. It's very exactly the same as a pension works. How they how they do deal with your pensions. Yeah, you put the money in, but you can take it out when you want because mm. it's not pension. The only difference that makes it the only difference between a pension that is the pension when you put the money in, it goes tax free. Whereas anything I invest personally, I'll have to I'll get taxed on before I invest it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's really the only difference. But if I if I wanted to retire at fifty five, I need to make sure then that I've got that money set aside so I can do those two years. Yeah. Or well, I say it's more than likely going to be ten years by the time <laughs> I retire. Um, so yeah, terrible. So because of poor planning on the government's part, we I'm gonna have to work longer. We all get screwed. Yes, we all get screwed. Yeah, that's also um, a common theme. <laughs> but um, a lot of people of our generation, almost everyone, will have a private pension, mm. and that saves the government a lot of money. Because currently, people that don't have private pension and rely on state, they have a minimum living allowance that they have to pay out. So the people that don't have private pension, the government has to give them all of the money yeah. to make them up to the minimum living allowance. Now, if you've got private pension, everyone in our generation has pretty much got private pensions. There's no making up to the minimum. You'll, you'll meet that minimum living allowance between the state pension and your private pension. Mm. So... They don't need to make the money up anymore. So they'll save a lot of money that way. But it's right now. So you're being punished. We're being punished because they didn't plan ahead for the previous generation before us. Yeah. Sounds about right. The generation after us should have it quite easy because, as I say, the government isn't going to be paying all of this top-up money Mm. to keep our generation at the minimum living wage. But, of course, they won't lower the pension age. um, No, if it works for them, they won't change it. Yeah, exactly. Same as petrol, like oh yeah, petrol yeah. That price goes up, 
But when the prices of the oil comes down, the, pe- the price of petrol comes oh, yeah, down. Yeah, it dropped down like thirty percent, didn't it? And yeah. we, we they reduced the, the cost of petrol by 07 percent or yeah. something. Because it was working for them. Because everyone was up in yeah. arms because they couldn't pay the, the money. But we all got used to it, and then they the, the oil came down, and then they just went, "Nah, we're not going to do it." Reduce it a little bit, so we think you're going to, you know, you think we're going to do well, it, and well, then well, yeah, that's it. It dropped like thirty percent or yeah. something. Oh, I can't remember what it was. The government passed on a savings of something like six percent. And then the petrol stations passed on a saving of like 0.7%. Yeah. So all that happened is the government made more tax. Mm. The petrol companies made more profits. Made more profits. Record profits, if I... Record profits, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and all the people got screwed. Yes. And food as well. Uh, and they say, we've reduced our prices by 0.7%. Yay. But they'll announce record profits. And you go, you... It's... it's well, this is it, and the government's now the government now has sort of like a windfall taxes. So you get if you perform particularly well during times of hardship, mm-hmm. um, they will tax you a very large amount. I think it's like forty percent of profits or something like that. Okay, uh, and that's used to then help those people that were worse off. Yeah, like this subsidy we got on the energy bills. Uh, we were getting, we were getting, what was it, seventy pound a month or something towards our energy bills yeah. for six months. That's finished now, and now we got to pay more again. Yeah. Um. But they take that from the profits they took from the oil companies, but that's only if they register that profit in the UK. <laughs> um. So they got billions and billions from it, but um. They just gave everybody seventy quid for six weeks yeah. off their energy bill. Six that months, was it. Yeah, six months. Sorry, yeah, yeah. six six payments. Um, it's not really. It's kind of annoying, actually. <laughs> and now we're paying the full price again, and yeah. the uh, they're making back. record profits again because the nothing energy, changed. And any prices haven't come down either. So mm? energy prices still haven't come down either. No, but the price of raw energy did. Yeah. Natural gas prices dropped again. No savings on my on my energy bills. No, me neither. Nothing. Um. Yeah. But what can you do? Because all of the energy companies are doing it. Mm. So until one energy company turns around and says, right, we're slashing our prices by 20%, then everybody will start moving to them. Then the other energy companies will have to follow suit. But they won't do that because uh, everyone is currently paying all the money. Because everyone's still paying for it and no one wants to rock the boat because they're all making record profits. Mm. And that to me is collusion. They're colluding on to keep prices high. Even if they're not vocalizing it, that's what they're doing which would be illegal yeah but it's only illegal if they say to each other let's keep the prices high yeah so they just don't say it they just do it they just know and they all know <laughs> and that's it that someone said it someone's bound to have said it it's bound to have come up and you're just never going to hear about it until you can prove that then they just keep doing it the government needs to change drop the price cap mm. and needs to say right no we're lowering the price cap because you guys are just reaping too much profits from people and they have no other options because all the energy companies are doing the same. There is no options to go for anything else. Screwed. People get screwed over again as usual. I think we should um, create a, what's it called? GoFundMe page or something for someone to build a, uh, what's it called? A portable nuclear reactor. Or you could just do a GoFundMe for me to start an energy company. 
No, because then you'll be just as bad as everyone else. No, I won't. I'll be 5% lower. 5% lower than everyone else. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, no, I don't, I'm, not that, I'm not that. I don't need to be that greedy, to be honest, right? Let's say they're making what, 30 billion. Mm. Um, if I made, like, let's just say 1 billion, yeah. right? So I can charge like 29% less than them. Uh, not 29%, but, you know, yeah. I can make 29% less profit. And I'm happy. I walk off with a billion. And uh, after that, I'll make it non-profit. I'd be quite happy make it a non-profit after I've got a billion in the bank. Okay. <laughs> it's a win-win. I, it's what do you no, mean? Like, you get lower energy bills by like 20%. Go on then. You start a GoFundMe page. Oh. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about energy companies. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's what the GoFundMe's for, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Because then I can hire someone that knows about it. Uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah start. just start it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your your um your goal would be an, an amount of money, and then included in that is your energy company and staff to run it, and people that know about what they're talking about, and you can go and hire them. I actually think you're better off doing a GoFundMe to run a political campaign. For. Me for me for PM, me for Prime Minister. Oh, God no! Because you did, right, think about it, right? It, co- and it co- only costs like a hundred quid to register to run as uh, for local, yeah, um, government. If you could get a group together, now our, our podcast isn't big enough quite yet, <laughs> but if you can get enough people, you need someone to run in every area. Yeah, this is the thing. This is where the, this is where the smaller parties can't win because you need to win the majority of areas. Mm-hmm. But they're only running in like 20 areas out of the, what is it, 72 or something. Yeah. 100 and something if you count Scotland and stuff like that. But so as long as you can get someone from every um, voting area to run, so you, you, you'd you interview them, question them, make sure their their values align with yours. Mm-hmm. Then they run, they join your party. And you've got everybody's got like-minded values in place. So you could have a new party come in, just bang, take yeah. over. Because the way things are at the moment with the woke crap, um how many people how many people of an age like us what sick of it are sick of it everyone if that was your running your your running campaign yeah end this woke rubbish i don't think you would find i don't think you'd have a shortage of people wanting to go yeah I'm, i'm gonna do that i'll join that or i'll you know i want to run or something and then how many people would vote for him majority of the country if you oh, had... I don't think it is because all of the university students, are, are, most of them, are, are wokies. So, <laughs> but that's our education system at the moment. That's purely the education system. But anyway, I was saying people of our age and older, mm. the most of them have had enough. Yeah. Uh, all the working class, at least, anyway. Mm. So, yeah, me for PM. What do you think? No country you'd want to leave no I, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'd much rather go and live in i honestly think i would uh, i honestly think i'd do quite a good job as pm um you'd want to go and live in russia if you we, get elected we, we, we'd see how long that lasted <laughs> once you got to russia yeah let's see how long that lasted before you're like please please help me get back home to the uk i'm like sorry you uh you defected to russia well, I, I mean uh, you'll be in the trenches in yeah. ukraine to be honest uh, yeah, fighting true. in ukraine if you've done that i just step on a landmine <laughs> <laughs> but um no i mean all honesty i 
I talk a lot, but you got there's a lot of things to consider in government, and I think I actually I think I would do a good job, but um, there are things they can improve on, or quite a lot of things. Well, there's a lot of areas they need to stop wasting money on. Yeah, there's a lot of areas they could stop wasting so much money, um, and it's ridiculous how much money they throw away. Take this whole UKCA thing, which is the UKCA mark, which is a replacement for CE mark in the UK. Mm. They've now pushed the deadline twice. They extended it by a year, then they extended it by two years. Um, then they said, oh, we're going to carry on accepting uh, the test reports behind the CE mark. You can use them for your UKCA mark now and stuff like that. So every time they do this, they spend billions. Yeah. Uh, and they probably wasted, pff, God knows how many billions on it, you know, 100 billion, mm. whatever. And we're no further along, really, as a country in getting out from the EU um, legislative scheme mm. for, for products being imported into the country. So, and it's now, the whole scheme is now under review again by the central government. So there's some, so another, another 20 billion down the drain. Uh, but it's across everywhere. It's across everything, and they keep doing it. And they're just UK government's just chucking money away left, right, and centre. Uh, and prisons. <laughs> I can tell you, right? If if uh, if I was PM, and I had the support of a party behind me, because that's the real problem: is you need the support of the majority yes. behind you. So if we got in, we started a party, yeah, and we got a majority party, yeah. I can tell you right now, PlayStations would disappear from prisons. <laughs> there would not be a single prison that has a PlayStation. Or food. Well, they'd, food. Get, they'd get food. No, no, no. But not proper, like... Because they have, like, luxury meals and stuff, don't they? They eat really well in prison. Well, yeah, this is this. Uh, prison meals cost more than... I think it's nearly double now what school dinner costs. Yeah, which is atrocious. So you feed prisoners twice as well as you feed the... Children. Feed the children, yeah. Um, and that's... That's important. They get gruel. Yeah. Nutritious gruel. Yeah. We make sure it's all perfectly balanced <laughs> for a good nutritious diet. Yeah. But you get gruel. Yeah, yeah. Gruel in a vitamin tablet. There you go. You can have a nice drink of water with that. So that sounds like children are looking up towards prisoners to as somewhere to go. Oh, I get better meals if I go to prison. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, but there's lots of areas you can save money. And the education system needs a complete reform as yeah, well. Definitely. Um, NHS needs overhauling. Yeah. We could put in your idea of charging obese people more if they ignore doctors' advice. To be honest, I don't think that would save the NHS. <laughs> but I still think oh, it, it's it's worth putting in. Th- that was a joke, uh, and it goes back to a previous episode. Go and watch it. It goes it goes um, over my head. <laughs> but no, I I think. The NHS definitely needs reform, but it they it needs more money being put into it and not privatizing, because otherwise it's it's useless. Um, doesn't need privatizing. No, uh, you privatize things, you end up paying more. Hmm. Everything, everything. Well, you don't because the government wastes so much money. This is the problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I think what really needs to happen is. They need more first point of contacts, more more nurses, less GPs. Uh, no, because GPs are the first. Hold on, hold on, hear me out. <laughs> Do you know how much time is wasted at GPs with frivolous visits from people? Oh, shitloads. Yeah, so you need an extra point in between the GP and the people, which would be a nurse. 
or an automated system. As I was thinking about this the other day, an automated system mm. where um, you can Chat either GPT. You can either <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was thinking more of a like a physical place. So it either you can either use a camera and use AI to kind of determine you know some of your symptoms, or you can input them manually, and it can come out with various things that you might have. And where or not you should then be referred to a GP. Do you know when I joked about Chat GPT though, they already are implementing it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, as a as a diagno- initial diagnosis tool, mm. uh, trained specifically though only on medical knowledge yeah. as opposed to general internet like <clears throat> like the online Chat GPT was. Um, it reminds me of a uh, Demolition Man. Remember that film? A long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So they had they handheld devices and things that walk you step by step through things. Something like that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, things like blood tests, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You go for a blood test at the the hospital. You go, you, first of all, you go and see your GP, yeah? Mm-hmm. Then you go and see, and you got to make an appointment with a nurse who takes your blood, or you have to make an appointment with the hospital to have your blood taken. Yeah. Then it goes off for, to a lab, but it takes a, a week or two weeks before you get the result. Mm-hmm. They won't tell you the result over the phone. You have to make another appointment with the GP yeah. or the nurse to go and get your result. Yeah. What ludicrousy is that? They could at least they could separate out at least anyway. I wonder why the GPs have got no time. Yeah. Um. So why why aren't these results automated? And why aren't they coming through? And a lot of the tests that they actually go for injections and stuff for you could do in a pinprick test, which you know little things that tell you straight away, mm. little digital things. They put your finger on it, pinpricks it, and within within ten minutes it can look at so many different things. Oh, it's not as good as a full blood panel from from the lab. It can't do that. Mm. But there are so many things you could rule out just from the blood pinprick tests into uh, little digital com- yeah. computer-type units. Um, why haven't they got those? But they could, that, that could why, also... why have you got to have an appointment with the doctor, an appointment with a nurse, an appointment with the hospital, or another appointment with a doctor yeah. just for a blood test? Well, that, that's what I mean. Those things, like if you could have some like little little pinprick tests and you know whatever it is, they could also alert you let's say to something more serious which then could could then be referred to a doctor or nurse yep absolutely and that would that would cut so much so much space down so yeah that's that's where i'm at with it they something need to get rid of the frivolous yeah gp visits old people going back for recurring um, but um, you have to do it without discouraging people from going to the doctor see one of the simplest ways of doing it is to say you have to pay mm. if it was determined it's frivolous but that discourages those people, other people, from going because they think, well, I don't want to pay if this is nothing. And I don't know what. And what they end up nothing. not going from a, and they've got something serious. Yeah. So you, you can't go down that route. Um, but by putting someone else between the GP and and the people, yeah, how many people could they get through? You know, why do you want to see a GP? Look, I've got this big nasty boils here. Look, yeah, okay, yep, that needs a GP. Mm. Um, why do you want to see GP? Oh, I've got a runny nose. It was, it's been running since yesterday, and it's annoying me. Cough. Go away. <laughs> go home. I, I don't understand people that go to the doctors for a cold. There loads of people do every Why? year. Thousands Why? and thousands of them. Just, just give up. Like it's a cold. You'll get over it. Take some paracetamol if it's really that bad. If not, just write it out. It's a cold. <laughs> yeah, and if it's really that bad, sit in front of your computer and play games. Exactly. That's there how, you go. That's how we. That's how we survive. On games, I've been playing Diablo Four. Just a quick detour. Oh God. <laughs> Diablo Four beta was uh, closed. Beta was this weekend. It's just gone. Yeah. It's bloody brilliant. Is it? 
Yes. Wow. Except they still need to fine tune some of the graphics options because I played it on hardcore mode, mm. which means when you die, your character's gone. Yeah. And I ran through, I got to like level 20. Uh, and I entered this one room. And I'm not joking about 80 or 90 mobs crowded in on me. Mm. And it just instantly stuttered right up. <laughs> now, to give, to give an idea, I, I, I'm about three times the, the recommended performance yeah. for what you need to play the game. Not the minimum, yeah. three times the recommended yeah. um, on as performance as a computer. And uh, it just completely went into ultra laggy. Yeah. And it caught up and I was dead on the floor. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> so pissed. So Blizzard, fix that. I mean, it, I mean, it is a beta, so uh, by the time yeah, release, yeah, yeah. I wasn't that. I wasn't that upset. I mean, it was only it was a two day close beta. This is about ten thirty mm. at night on uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, so I only had an hour and a half left anyway. <laughs> but um, but the thing is, you, next weekend is the open beta yeah. for the game, uh, and they were going to allow the continuation of the same characters in the open oh, beta. Okay. So I would have had another weekend where I could have played with those characters. But when the game actually comes out, mm. uh, you've got to start new characters anyway. So it's not... It's, and it gives me an excuse to try a different character next time. And the game's not out till next year. No, it's this year. Mid this year. 6, it? 6. It's not out in June. 6, 6, 23. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. It is. Because it keeps loading splash screens up saying right by now June, release yeah. 6 6 23 why did i, I i'm sure i saw a release date of next year 2024 but yeah we'll see so i i well i should imagine then by june they would have fixed graphical issues well, you'd hope you'd hope yeah um but i had a look online lots of people have got these issues where it's not it's not running right and they're, they're saying there's some settings you need to change yeah. um, well with, with like if i remember rightly with the battlefield beta they had what they did was they had a build that was like six months prior to the uh, build of the game that they released, if that makes sense. So when people were playing the beta, and they're going, oh my god, these are graphical issues and all that sort of stuff. To be fair, the, the release was crap. But these graphical issues and things were fixed in the build that they were working on up until the release. So mm. you actually get a build that's like six months old. And you're going, this is wrong, this is wrong. And it's, it's not, it's just... And the thing is, I saw online people saying there were these lag spikes. Mm. Uh, and I see it happening to people online. I got none of it. Okay. I had none of it at all. Yeah. I had no lag spikes. Everything ran perfectly until I entered that one room. <laughs> one room. It was so packed with mobs. They all come from three directions. Yeah. And as they all crowded the screen, it just went uh, 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 slower and slower and slower until it stopped. And then it does this thing where it just goes super quick. Yeah. Catch up. And you're dead on the floor. Yeah. And that was it. So... I don't know how that's related to um, protests in France. <laughs> no. We, we've gone, we, we jumped topic to topic to topic, which is good because I only had one more topic, which will take <laughs> about 10 seconds. Go on then. Um, should we move on to our last topic? Mm. Um, the Sacramento Bee issued an apology after, after they falsely claimed the Turning Point USA founder, Charlie Kirk, had called for the lynching of trans people. Okay. So he never said any such thing. And they published saying that he asked for trans people to be lynched wow okay <laughs> absolutely no such thing said it's like where do they get this from it was a slow news week obviously <laughs> um but anyway, anyway 
it turns out they pulled it from somebody else some random freaking yeah this is a twitter feed or something like that state of journalism today this this journalist had read some social media post that said that he had said that Mm. and then wrote a whole story about it in the newspaper amazing yeah (laughs) Well, this is, this is journalism. The, this is the same as the BBC reporting on fake news. Well, fake news that they think was real because they also did the same thing of reading social media posts. And you're like, this is the BBC news. Well, no, they corroborated the story with uh, two other news sites. Oh, okay. But they had also pulled it from yeah. social media. <laughs> <laughs> so they all corroborated off each other yeah. from one uh, completely wrong source. But anyway, he, the the um, Charlie Kirk, he uh, blasted the piece on social media and threatened to take legal action and uh, and um, against them for liable. Mm. Um, and they very quickly uh, issued an apology. Um, but it, it, unless you turn around and say, that's it, that's liable, I'm going to sue you. Yeah. They would have just left it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They would have just left it. Um, and I think that, that sums up the state of uh, traditional um, media, mm. and news newspapers, reporting. news yeah. reporting. The, and you just made the, you said about the example from the BBC, and it, it's all the time, mm. all the time. On on that, if you if you follow our Twitter, I don't actually I don't know if I posted it. There's um, there's this group called Gays Against Gays Against Groomers. Okay. And their whole thing is, look, stop grooming children. Right. And they post things like there was a uh, a drag show for newborns to very young children, sort of like newborns and t- toddlers. And there's a video, it's been taken down now, I think, but of um, these drag queens, uh, which is, one of them is just one a man in a thong, dancing in front of one-year-olds and babies so they post things like that saying look this isn't yeah a family it advertises a family friendly drag show sort of thing yeah which isn't yeah. and it's literally a dude in a thong <laughs> um and he's, he's doing acrobatics as well so spreading his legs yeah. wide open and all this kind of stuff and they're saying you can see he's he's a sphincter um, when he's spreading his legs and stuff, and it's like you could just say so, ass. <laughs> no, you can see his ass anyway because he's wearing a thong, or g string, or whatever it was. I don't know. Oh, I turned my head away pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's the kind of stuff they're bringing bringing to light, yeah. um, and they're called gays against groomers. Yeah. So their Wikipedia page now says they are an anti-trans movement group. And they're a, they're an anti-trans hate group, is what they're called, on Wikipedia. Yeah. Now Wikipedia have locked the page, so you can't change it. They put on a little note saying this article has been disputed, therefore it's been locked. Yeah. And it's like, well, how on earth can you leave that page up? Yeah. When if you'd done the, a minute's worth of research, you would see it's not true. Literally one minute. Mm. Do one minute of research. And you find out you've got up on your site, Wikipedia, a whole page of lies. Yeah, but it's Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I think Wikipedia should be liable. Uh, mm. Because you could say it's it's publicly done content, but it's only public publicly made content until Wikipedia lock it. 
as soon as Wikipedia lock it, yeah, the public cannot do it anymore. It's no longer public content because they have locked it. I'm pretty sure that's an automated uh, response, like scenario. Doesn't doesn't matter because it's their software that's locking it. Yeah, they've locked it. Regardless if it's done by a person or done by their software, they have locked that. No, as in it's a feature that somebody has. So it's a feature on their it's, site. It's a feature of Wikipedia. If you someone, if too many changes are made, it will lock it. But yeah. that's not it. It's, it's gone. It's got flagged as contested. Yeah. So not, that, that'll be flagged on their system, which they will then have to go investigate and correlate all the information. So it's it been like time. that for a long time. Yeah, it will take time. It'll take a while because mm-hmm. that's not the only page. There'll be hundreds, thousands of pages. Yeah, I'm like sure that. there is. Yeah, and only a small amount of people. But they are now advertising on Wikipedia that this page, this is a hate group. It's a trans hate group. Mm. It cannot be changed, and they've kept it up. So I would say, if it's contested like that, they should remove it. Or take the information off of it, say this content is under dispute. Yeah. They shouldn't be leaving content there when it's under dispute, and what's there is clearly wrong. Yeah, but there's a note saying it's... There's, there's a note saying it's under dispute. Yeah, that's But it. here's one side of the story. That's all they need. No, it's not. <laughs> it I, I'm telling you, so sooner or later... Um, it's going to happen to the wrong group, and Wikipedia is going up in serious trouble. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, but then you think how much how much fake information there's on social media. And that doesn't, some of it gets taken down, not all of it. That's personal opinions. Now, Wikipedia is similar in the way that it's amended by the public, and that their whole point is it's publicly generated information. Yeah, and it can be corrected by any member of the public. Yeah, until they lock it. It's now Wikipedia's content yeah. because no one from the public can edit it. They've said, no, we're keeping it like this. That's exactly what we've done. They said, no, we're keeping this. If it was contested, yeah. then the logical thing to do is to show none of it or to put both versions up and say, here's the thing. They do say you can go and read about it on the notes page or something, which is about 50,000 pages long. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but if you go to the Wikipedia page... It's not there. So I would say Wikipedia are doing absolute crap job. Um, anything that's in dispute should be removed or should have both versions up and to say, here's the dispute. We're not getting involved. There, here's the here's the two sides of it. Mm, maybe. But yeah, so uh, I, um, I hope Wikipedia get uh, a lot of trouble for it. Of course they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. Well, it, you say that. It depends where they're based, where their headquarters is. Now, America. if they were in Florida, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if someone like Ron DeSantis just turned around and then sued him. As, as, or not sued him because he's, he, yeah, he's was he senator or whatever, not senator, um, whatever he is. He'll be running for mayor anyway. Yeah. Uh, mayor, he'll be running for president in the US. <laughs> mayor. Um it wouldn't surprise me if they sorted it out if yeah. they were there because they would because that's the sort of thing they sort out uh, is all this fake news crap yeah. and uh, it won't be long before there's laws passed which will um, stop stuff like that because there are major issues in the US with uh, fake news there is in this country as well but yeah. no one here cares uh, well um, or we're not stupid enough to fall for it you just call American people stupid that's not what I said at all. I just said we're not stupid enough to fall for it. No, actually, I, I made that comment before. So I say America does the extremes. 
Yeah. I would say they have the smartest people and the dumbest people in the world. Mm. Now, it could just be a show of their population size. Don't forget, it's so much bigger than us. Yeah. So the chances are they are going to have stupider people. And also the chances are they're going to have smarter people. Um, but yeah, I think they've just got that bigger bigger swing because there's more people. Um, are they more gullible? <laughs> Well, clearly there is some. Mind you, it's the same in this country. Yeah. I saw someone I was, go up over at one of the universities in this country, and I was thinking, how can you be so dumb? I was going to say, you'd have swings of smart and dumb people You've got it everywhere. all over the world. You've got it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, oh, no, look. I added an extra bonus question on there. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, this is a topic I actually started and never finished. Really? I mean, I'm sure the answer is simple. Well, no, it's not. So the question is, does God ex- does God exist? Uh, and I, I was actually started looking into the scientific theory behind it, right? Not just the uh, the, the religious, yeah, spiritual side of it. To see, there was an article I read on: Can the existence of God be proven through science? Yeah. Of course, the answer is no. Of course. Um. <laughs> Well, no, the answer is yes, if he existed, but you can't prove a negative. Um, okay. And it was to do with the way the universe is constructed and the laws of physics. They're saying in order for, if you follow the logical path, if there was a God, he must be beyond the laws of physics. If he created the universe, he yeah. then set the rules. In order to set the rules, you have to work outside of the rules. Yeah. Yeah? So they're saying... If God existed, every time he acted or done anything, you would see it in the laws of physics. Yeah. Um, being, you, know, you would see the laws of physics being broken. Or changed, yeah. But we don't see that. Therefore, we can't prove that God exists. But then the argument, of course, is, well, what if he's not doing it just here? Or what if he's doing it and it's beyond our comprehension? Or what if it's... And those questions will always be there. Um, but I looked up the strongest arguments for why God exists. And I really, I was really interested to mm. see what reasoning came across. Now, I, don't, I, don't, I went for a fair number of pages. And most of them were just because, just because you have to believe sort of thing. There was yeah. a fair amount of that. Yeah. But there were some, some reasonable arguments. Uh, logic paths, again, in that not much happens by chance. If you look around our world at the moment, we're we're sitting here and our voice or face is magically appearing all around the world. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Magically. Think about it from 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's magic. Um, But there is that explanation behind it. Someone created it with this. There was a a genius behind this that made this possible. And they're applying that same logic to the planet. Um in the fact that our planet is perfectly balanced for our life, yeah. to have life. And their argument is that has to be by design. Right. Um, otherwise, you know, what are the chances of it happening? So, you know, the fact that water has to freeze, when, when, water, free, uh, when water freezes, it expands. Yeah. If water didn't expand when it froze, there'd be no life. Okay. Because it stops all of the water freezing underneath it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the marine life can live people eat marine life and animals eat marine life and so forth 
So we never would have been anywhere if water froze, uh, didn't expand when it froze. Right. Um, take the atmosphere, the ozone layer and the, all of that sort of thing. If that wasn't balanced perfectly, our form of life wouldn't have been able to evolve. Most life on the planet wouldn't have been able to evolve. Okay, yeah. And that's their reason. That there is a plan. There had to have been some intelligent thought behind those things. Which is quite, of course, utter crap. But I can see the logic path and how people may believe it. Um, it's a play. It's trying to apply rational thought and logic to something that is bigger yeah. than themselves. Basically. In the universe of infinite possibilities, every possibility is true. Yeah. Um, ergo, this is just one possibility, and we happen to be here. And then people say, "Yeah, but what were the chances that that one perfect opportunity would be here for us?" Mm. Well, if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here. See, I, it's that simple. Let me just say oh, one okay. more point. So why did he just pick our planet? Why didn't he do it on all these planets, create other life on these other planets? Why did, it, was, this, was the entire universe set up just for our planet then? No, it's just that there's other planets, one, aren't in the right place, two, either haven't been around oh, long so, enough. So either God screwed up then. Yeah, and put them in the wrong place, or he's done so many attempts and failed at so many, and then finally got it right with us. But if he's all powerful, he can move them into the right place in the first place and have all this life exist. (laughs) Just yeah, that doesn't make sense. But um, I I read because you know that argument with this is so this is what I was saying a few weeks ago is when they you know when there was people question why our universe and why you know there's no others and all that sort of stuff or there's loads of others well, you can't you can't say there's no others because there is there, there probably is well the, this, we can't see them we can't see beyond our universe this theory they were saying was all possible universes have converged all possible theories and not theories but like universes converged and created ours so we are the, the kind of let's say the the sum of the energy of multiple universes no yes no the sum of the possibility of all universes so there's no other possibility yeah so when you add them all together this is the result that's a stupid theory it's not it is it's not because it explains why um what's beyond our universe emptiness and nothingness no it isn't (laughs) what then so we don't know what's beyond our universe. We cannot see beyond our universe. We're res- How on earth can you come to a conclusion that we're the sum of all universes? Can we- they measure the universe and say, oh, this bit was from that universe, this bit was from that universe? No, they can't. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a mathematical theory. Yes. Which is garbage. So you're, you're, yes, but the thing is you're assuming that our universe is flat, which it isn't. I'm not assuming anything. It's not flat at all. How can the universe be flat? Because you're si- everything would be in two D if the universe was flat. Not flat like that, you dumbass. You, were- <laughs> you said flat. <laughs> you were saying that what's beyond our universe, but I believe our universe is spherical. I think it curves in on itself. You think it's a donut? Mm. You got the old donut theory going on. Not necessarily a donut because that implies That's existence. An old theory. Yeah, that implies existence of an object in space still. It's hard to describe. Well, well, no, because there is. The, so, outside of like beyond our universe is empty space. Yes, but that implies that it's. No, no that, is, that is it. That is true, and that, that's a consensus. Yep. It's not part of the universe because it doesn't have the the materials from our universe within it. 
it is completely empty space. Right. But then... So, and it becomes part of our universe as our universe expands into it because it brings with it the matter from our universe and it becomes part of our universe. So outside of our universe is completely empty space. But here's the thing, that goes on forever. But how does that exist in the first place? That's the question. Because you just got to accept something. <laughs> right, the universe okay. is infinite. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you look at it. There's always something outside of that. If you can say, well, no, it's a donut. It's repeating. You enter here, you exit here, and you come in here, and all of this sort of stuff. You know, you go out one side, and you're in the other side because it's folded. Space time is folded in upon itself. It doesn't matter. Still, outside of that, it's empty space. Infinite empty space. Unless it's not empty, in which case... There's other stuff out there, but possibly would, other universes. We would detect that with the background radiation. No, you would not. Yes, you would. As the universe collides into the stuff on the outside, it would generate some sort of energy. No, 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 but that's assuming that you've hit it. Yeah. It could be from another 20 quintillion years away from the expansion horizon. Nah. <laughs> it's infinite. So, theoretically, you could have infinite distance between universes which could mean it may never reach it even if you go on for an infinite amount of time because it could be infinitely far away but if it's infinite we should never exist in the first place why not because and this is an argument for the matrix the the we're in a computer system well yes and our rules on our uh, our civilization are programmed into the computer which then in turn supports god God being the programmer. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is he omnipotent? All-powerful? To us, maybe. But no, he's just some dude sat in an office on some keys. like you on his keyboard writing a program bored as shit. But th if that was true, then we would be turned off and on again many times. <laughs> How do you know? When you're turned off, yeah. nothing happens. And when you turn on, you resume the same point you no, left off. don't resume the same well, point. Well, no, it's a computer program, don't forget. I know. And I write them, and I know full well that they don't start from the same place you turn them off from. Of course you do. No. When I turn on, when I'm playing a computer game, yeah. and I stop it, I save it, and it exits, right? Yeah. When I come back in, it's at that exact moment that I stopped it and saved it and exited. But when I've done that save file, that's when I came back on. Mm. So we're NPCs in a game. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? So I'm thinking what hobo hobo tough life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking civilizations. Yeah, all civilization. Yeah. <laughs> Type game. Um, Command and conquer generals with a bit of civilizations mixed in. <laughs> But so yeah, the, the, the answer is no. No, it isn't. The answer is no. We're not. No, the universe is the, the space is infinite. Our universe is not infinite, and God does not exist. Or if he does, he's just an alien. Okay. That's what it would be, wouldn't he? It's not going to be a person like us. Otherwise, he'd be dead, long dead. Then he's not omnipotent, and he's not God. He was just a bloke. Yeah. Or a bird. Hey, bird. Let me be politically correct. Well, a woman. We're also assuming that they have genders as well, which they probably don't. I assume it wasn't just, a person. Just, what? I assume it wasn't a, just a normal person like us. Why would they be a normal person like us? Hmm? Why would they be a normal person like us? From a, another universe. Mm. Programmed it. 
potentially. Or programmer in 2042. I can't tell if that, my head's moving or we're lagging. Anyway, a programmer from 2042. Yeah. Yeah. Writes a computer program. Yeah. To simulate time from, let's say, earliest people can remember. So when people first came about, started this simulator. Yeah. And we're running. So we're not actually in, you know, yeah. 2023 now. We're 2042, more than 2042 ahead of that. So we're we're thousands, if thousands of years into the future now. Okay. And the dude that wrote the program that's simulating this, yeah, was long dead, and just left it running. And the program's just running in real time. It just in 2042, it might have had a nuclear nuclear power, thing, and we don't know what technologies have been could have been invented. And in in, in, that, in that real universe, they could have come across alien technologies that have been around a lot longer. Maybe he's just simulating what would have happened if we never discovered the alien technology or if the aliens had never come and advanced our civilization like they did. What would have happened? Here's the simulation. You're in it. No. <laughs> and God, God was a bored college student. Because what are they in? Hmm? What are they in? They're in the real universe. Yeah, but what does that exist in? Well, the laws of physics could be different there because he programmed our laws of physics. He could, pro- Yeah, but he could program on his laws of physics. Yeah, so we often program things. Well, based you, on... We can break the laws of physics in a simulation. Yeah, quite clearly we can. You play any freaking Sonic the Hedgehog, right? That breaks a lot of laws of physics. Yeah. Um. So he can program whatever he wants. So he set these laws, these these rules in his game or his simulation, and now we're sat in it. Nah. Well, you look at the AI capabilities now. How good is AI capability going to be in a thousand years? Well since, well, since we are witnessing the birth of AI, hopefully... Very... Yeah, but let's say in the real world that was a thousand years ago. That could be... And now we're just an AI program. Could be good enough, yeah. Each of us, each person is an individual AI but that's we... been spawned by master AI. The master AI is God. But we would know about that because we wouldn't be free thinking. We'd just be acting. No, you are the AI. You are an AI. Yeah, no. <laughs> the... Well, you think, we're looking at the birth of AI now. Yes. And the sort of levels it's already at. Where would it be in a thousand years? Well, we don't know, obviously. It could be. It could be a self-aware, sentient sentient being, yes. uh, That thinks it's a person sat in a simulation. Probably, yeah. Just like you. And that would explain a lot of people. They've got clearly defective programming. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Yes. Anyway, I think we've gone on long enough. But if you follow the logic path, <laughs> if you follow the logic path, the most logical conclusion for the universe is we are in a an AI world. No, they disproved that. You say they've disproved it. They only disproved it in regards of as far as our laws of physics go. But in an AI generated world, you could be up any laws of physics because they can program them. But we're not. It's not an AI generated world. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> What does it matter? Well, it doesn't really. It doesn't change. Well, they could turn it off tomorrow. But then you wouldn't know. And when you get turned back on, then you'd be back here again. Exactly the same point. It doesn't affect your life in any way whatsoever. You just carry on going, living on normally. <laughs> Therefore, if there is a God, it's more than likely going to be an AI. Sure. Yes. And maybe the AI is stored in all the atoms in the universe. Across them all. No. Why not? Because that would mean the AI was born in our universe. The AI had to come from outside of our universe. Yeah. 
possible. <laughs> maybe possible. maybe we're just like um, maybe you're saying this, this goes to the whole um, super um, super life forms, where the planets, the moons, everything is all part of a larger organism. Oh yes, like uh, you know, universe-sized organism. The universe is alive, yeah, and we are just bits of the uh you know, like the red blood cell or yeah. a white blood cell or you know that sort of thing within the uh they touch that in star trek actually quite a lot yeah so either way they're no god <laughs> or he's an alien a future person but not from our future from a future of a real world um or a ai construct yeah okay and on that note uh i think we should finish <laughs> fine that actually went yeah. quite quick yeah uh catch you in the next one see you next don't week. forget to uh subscribe and comment and email us and all kinds of crap and if you want to see us or me running for prime minister <laughs> i might just start petition or if to... you'd rather fat boy run for prime minister i might just start a petition just to not to vote you for is that see how many people sign that why would you do that why would you do me like that fat boy i thought we were friends i you know i'd be a good prime minister no i don't i know exactly how bad you would be you don't you're just saying that mm. all right because you wouldn't want me being your prime minister what if i said i would appoint you as transport secretary <laughs> What position would you like in my cabinet? Tech, out, out of it. Technology liaison. <laughs> liaison? Well, what else are you going to do? What else tech? I don't know. Um, you, want, you want to be ahead of the uh, MI6? No, you don't want MI6. You want MI5. MI5 is intelligence, isn't it? Yeah, internal intelligence. Um, no, I don't know. MI6 is outside of the UK. Special ops. It's like FBI, CIA, yeah. sort of. Or I... Homeland Security, CIA, whatever it is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. You, you wouldn't know. If you could have any job in the government, you wouldn't know what job you'd want. I, no, I have no idea. None at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, can't you just say I want the highest paying job? Isn't that, mayor? Uh, isn't that Prime Minister? No, he only gets 100k. Prime Minister's a crap salary. Oh, okay. Well, they get a lot of expenses and allowances and stuff like that. But most, most Prime Ministers make their money after. Hmm. Uh, they go and perform different roles and they make a lot of money. They have, And then they can go and do all the tours and uh, speeches and they get paid for all these events and all of that kind of stuff. That's when they really make their money is after they've left office. Okay. But I... yeah, no, Prime Minister is one of the, wor is the worst paying top job in the UK government. It's, like, it's about, it's 100K, I think, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Um, I don't know. I still don't know. All of these other people get paid a lot more. Yeah. I still don't know what I'll do. So you be Prime Minister, and you can appoint me head of MI5. God. <laughs> can we end, please? Then I get a lot of money. No, we need you to get end. 100k. No, we need to end. <laughs> You've got problems. Right, later, people. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, this is the outro. Hang on. <laughs> Nearly just cut you off. Right, this is it, really, this time. Ending now. Bye-bye.